Welcome to Portrait of an Editor. I am Francis Lombard. I took the podcast on the road to New York Comic Con this month, and it gave me the chance to catch up with previous guests on the podcast to see what they were doing at the con and beyond. First up is IDW's senior editor, Heather Antos. Heads up, there's a couple F-bombs in this one. Enjoy. So, Heather, thank you for taking the time out. Uh, I was at your panel. Oh, for thank Star you. <laughs> I haven't read a Star Trek book, a comic, in ages. I well, think this interview is done then. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but uh, the last time I think it was either the license was at DC, I think, or, oh, wow. or Marvel. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I'm old. So, um, I have to say, I've been like, I've been hearing great things about five, what is it, year five or. Yeah. And I'm going, maybe I'll try to get the trade, try to find out, like, dive into it. Because it sounds like, to be honest, licensed stuff, especially those Star Treks, weren't the greatest. They seem to be, I don't know, ghetto-wise in a way, because they didn't, you know, you know, John Byrne on Indiana Jones with three issues, and that seemed to be the only A-lister I ever remember seeing on these. But the care and just the where you're allowed to go is uh, impressive. And um, you just started at IDW. Yeah. And your senior editor on, on yes. for the Star Trek thing. So, how do you just get ramped up for something that is a new universe? I know you were on Star Wars way back when. Yeah. But how do you come in from, say, Valiant Universe and then come in and go, I learned the Star Trek universe where anything goes, it seems, yeah. from the panel, especially with the two announcements yeah. we just had. Um, how do you get to that my frame as an editor? Yeah, I think, I mean, it helps that I'm a nerd, right? Like, that, that helps that I'm not a stranger to Star Trek. Um, yeah. You know, I, I grew up watching TNG. Um, I'm a huge fan of, you know, all the new shows. So that, that definitely helps. Um, but uh, I think the biggest thing for me as an editor has always been, well, if I'm not excited about it, then why the fuck is anyone else going to be excited about it? You know, if I'm not excited about my book, then... How is the marketing team going to be excited about it? How is the sales team going to be excited about it? How are the fans going to be excited about it? And if it's something that I I personally... Because as an editor, sometimes you're given books that you don't want to do. You know, yeah. like that's just... It's the job. Our job is to, to make books. And sometimes licensors were like, no, 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 we want you to do the book about the, the you know, whatever, uh, the rock on the planet that no one's ever been to. And, yeah, and who wants to tell that story? Triple right? homeworld or something. Right, who knows? <laughs> and um, so then it's a challenge for me. Well, then I'm going to make this the best damn, you know, book about a rock that has ever been. <laughs> and I'm going to be so stoked about it and everyone's going to be so stoked about it and I'm going to figure out a way to make this awesome. Um, and that's, that's how I always view it for myself is how do I make this a book that I'm going to be excited about? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's how I came with, with Star Trek. With Star Trek, um, I, I knew the line was had, had been for a while, um, had a very um, loyal fan base that, you know, are huge hardcore truckies, and they come in and buy everything. But it seemed to be rather um, impenetrable to... Uh, Somebody not, like me. Or, yeah, yeah to someone just... who isn't as hardcore of a fan or who only has casually seen the movies or, you know, an episode here or there. You know, I wanted, I, when I pitched the new ongoing series with Jackson and Colin, I asked them, I was like, what does the Avengers look like in Star Trek? What does that team look like? You know, you pull from every era and this is the most badass crew that Starfleet has ever had. Um, that way, I don't have to have seen a specific show. I can just come in and read Star Trek. 
Yeah, but is one thing you say we all have fan, we've all watched this stuff, but yeah. as an editor, we, you know the the nuts and bolts. You have to dig deeper to be able to, you know, this is an ongoing series. So how do you keep that passion going? Yeah. How do you sort of where do you look as a as an editor of like I need to break down things. I need to either talk with the company because you are dealing with that extra layer of a licensing. But as I guess as a professional, you have your fan yeah. experience and just personal experience with yeah. these, which is a lifetime. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, but there's more to it. There you know? is. It's it's you know it comes. That's where you really look into the how do you build a publishing line, right? Yeah. And for this, it's okay. I want to have the flagship. This is the main book that is the anchor of the line. Um, we just announced Defiant today, which is the sister series to the ongoing. So those are our staples. And every line needs its staple. This is the book. If I'm only going to read one Star Trek book, right, what am I going to read? Yep. Star Trek, right? Like, done, <laughs> easy, pretty pretty simple, um, which this line has never had before. And, yeah. you know, then it comes into, okay, well, I want something that's going to be for fans who like the dark, edgy stuff. I want, what What does that look like? Okay, that's defiant. I want something for fans that like the zany, goofy comedies, obviously Lower Decks, you know. Um, Strange New Worlds was very popular recently. Great, let's figure out a way. You know, Deep Space Nine's 30th anniversary is next year. Maybe we'll be doing something like that, you know. Like, there's, it's, it's, it's trying to see the forest to the trees a lot of the time and making sure that there is truly a truck book for everyone and the different tastes out there because if all we did, you know, if the only book we published all the time always was, like, say, a Mirrorverse book, well, that's only catering to a very niche, very specific group of Trek fans, and I'm sure they would appreciate it, uh, but not everyone wants a sleeveless Picard all the time, always. Yeah. Is there a big whiteboard with all these? Because there's what? Yeah, you just announced Star Trek, yeah. which uh, with... Uh, uh, I have a spreadsheet. So, yeah, you have a spreadsheet. <laughs> I'm just trying to, I guess, nuts and bolts or inside baseball. Yeah. Of like, how does an editor, you're, you're coming on to this, yeah. of course, and but yeah, the mechanics in your yeah. room yeah. of like, and then you have to educate your talent, too, who are coming on, who also probably all have that, well, too, and there's a I lot mean, of it. A lot, 99% of editing is casting, really. Yeah. Like, you know, it's it comes down to casting the right for me, I know that I I, lo- I like Star Trek. I really, really enjoy it. I'm not the hardcore, well, actually nerd when it comes to Trek, Star Trek. I know I'm not. I'm not going to be that. You know, and that's not my job to be that. My job is to tell a good story and make a great comic. Um, Star Trek, the licensor, their job They're is the to know everything <laughs> about all the Star Trek. So, for me, you know, who do I know that loves Star Trek more than anyone else is Jackson Colin, and they know how to write a damn good comic. So they come in and as the hardcore Star Trek fans and they're going to pitch the most badass, nerdy Star Trek story that all the fans are going to want. And then that's where my job is like, great, this is awesome. Now this is how I make it so someone who isn't neck deep in Star Trek lore will also enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's the balance. And that's why I think like I, you know, and having Jamie Rich, who's my uh, executive editor on all the license stuff, who like knows nothing about Star Trek is great because he can read this and he'll be like, I enjoy it and I like it. And so to have someone, you know, the hardcore fans, the kind of middle fan that is me and then Jamie to, and then the people at Trek, like every level of Trek nerddom, right, from most to least is like, this is fucking rad. And that's how you, you know, like you, you want that balance up there. You want to make sure that, you know, it's a story that everyone can follow. Um, and that comes, again, with, with getting people who are passionate about the fandom 
and having people who are also passionate about just making great comics. Yeah, as they say, you know, I've said, heard on this show so many times, if anybody listens, is that editors are first-time readers, and it yeah. sounds like you have a number of different first-time readers yeah. for a licensed product. Yeah. Because of what, you know, you, IDW just celebrated the 400 issue of Star, of Star Trek, which no other licensor has been able to yeah. you know, accomplish. So you, and as you were saying, there's a number of different types of fans. Yep. And you're trying to bring in other fans, too. So you're, you're, you're a first-time, first reader for the project that, you know, you're with Jamie Ridge, too. So that's great. That's awesome. But now, as a senior editor, what other editors are working with you and how does it sort of what you just described sort of just expand underneath or yeah how yeah. does that work to... yeah so I have an editorial assistant who works under me her mm-hmm. name is uh, Vanessa Rayal she's amazing and I love her and keeps me sane um, because as I'm working on more and more books you know it, it helps to have someone else kind of help maintain the day to day and making sure that each page just once approved gets to the colorist and you know she helps helps me prioritize like this is the book that you need to read now, you know, because um, I am working on not just all the Star Trek books that you've heard, but a whole bunch of ones that haven't so, been yeah. announced. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so I have her underneath me. And then also as a senior editor, part of what comes in that is um, kind of being that first reader for the other licenses um, as well, because it's it helps to have someone who, I'm not like Turtles, right? I'm not working on Turtles day to day to day. But I read the issues before they go to print um, to kind of have a, like, okay, here's the one last gut check to make sure that, you know, I'm not fully swamped within the turtle lore um, to come in and be like, hey, guys, there's this balloon that just, like, doesn't have a tail, you know, because I I haven't looked at the pages, you know, for hours at a time. So uh, so there's a lot of stuff that, getting into the nitty-gritty of, publishing hierarchy but like you know it's 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 overseen and being that first year for other licenses it's um working on a lot of like process documentation and training younger editors and you know being part of pitch committees and, and things like that and, and also you know bringing in new licenses and, and what those conversations can look like um, so uh it's it's I mean, like any job, you know, the higher up, the more businessy I think it gets. Um, but I, you know, being creative is always going to be my first my passion, my drive. Has it been? Has it switched now as a senior editor and coming over to IDW? Has it sort of moved away? Like it right? hasn't moved away. But um, my day to day is still making comics. Making comics okay. um, but like I have to deal with PLs now, which like I don't want to deal with numbers. I didn't get into comic books to deal with numbers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so how do you get in the mind frame to deal with something like that? Because everybody, you know, we're all adults, yeah. And there's things that we have to do that we don't like doing. Yeah. But I was like, how do I, you know, how do you just do you just ask the questions? Do you just ask questions and then as you learn from those answers yeah yeah I, you know? I mean anyone who knows me uh knows i'm not afraid to open my mouth uh and so like if when, when it came to do my first panel and learn that stuff it was truly like i don't know what i'm doing and i don't want to do it wrong and i don't want to mess this up for anyone else show me how to do this cool and then we'll figure it out you know um the nice thing at the end of the day is it's not rocket science no one's dying from you know any of this it's comics so um there's just that pressure on that. yeah um but uh but yeah like it's and, and for me um you know getting the boring stuff done as i like to say as soon as i can makes it so i can do the fun stuff 
Now, how many how many books are there? You, I mean, you just announced two to one. Yeah. The Star Trek line's expanding. Yeah. So, on your day, you're balancing how many as um, okay. you're, you're overseeing Star Trek. You're over. Yeah, you're so. connected to Turtles. And I'm trying to run. And I know I, IDW's okay, launching. Okay. So, of the books that are announced, hold on. <laughs> Star Trek Defiant, which we announced today. Lower Decks, Picard, Strange New Worlds. Um, and then a bunch of things I can't talk about. So I'm doing, like, I mean, just at IDW alone, I'm probably overseeing, plus taking out my IDW originals. Yeah. Um, I'm, like, 12 to 15 books um, at a time. So. Is that compared to, as you've progressed as an editor, is yeah. that probably the biggest workload you've had? I mean, if you take into account all the freelance I do as well, because yeah. I do a bunch, you know, the image stuff I do everything. I definitely am doing more than I ever have um, on that regard. But I mean, at Marvel, Marvel put out 80 books a month, you know. Yeah. Um, there were weeks at Marvel where I was sending 12 books to print a week. Um, so IDW is definitely not at that workload. I'm very thankful for it. Um, but it is the most I've ever pers- personally been responsible for. As like, I these are my books. I'm not assisting. These are my books. Um, <laughs> Because when we first talked, we talked about you were doing a lot of freelance work. And how do you track all those, too? Because you, if I, I mean, you're, oh, you have about six out there, and I know yeah. you're working. So you ha- do you track them separately? I'm just, just wondering about the, yeah, the mechanics I mean, of it. You know, it do you all, have it in your office, or is it something you have to keep separate? <laughs> I mean, no? I work from home, so no. it's all in the same office. <laughs> there you um, go. But it's, Easy. it's, yeah, it's all systems, right? It all comes down to, you know, editing a comic book is editing a comic book. Um, whether, you know, there's different rules of uh, keeper of the keys, as it were, whether it, if it's licensed or creator-owned, right? Who has final say? But at the end of the day, making a good story is making a good story. Making a good comic is making a good comic. And, like, for me, I have... I, I was just actually talking about this yesterday with someone else on the show floor. I have the same system, editorial system, the way I structure my week, my day, as I did when I first started. When I first started, I did this big anthology. When you first did the anthology. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that, where I was overseeing 50 different creators on 17 stories, you know, in this one big book, and I had a system where, okay, uh, the on every, every Sunday, then it's Mondays now, but I check in with literally every single team, you know, just do it like, hey, I know nothing to do this week, but how was your weekend, blah, 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 or like, this is going to print, this is what I need, blah, 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 you know, I just check in with every single team, because that's my touch point where, okay, I know where everything on every single project is at, so I've touched base, and then at that point, it's just priorities, what's going to print this week, what covers do I need it, who do I need to chase, but I know I've at least touched points on every single project. And how to prioritize your week. And how to prioritize my week, exactly, so you were saying, going back to when you first started, it was a crime anthology. Yes. And when we were talking first, you loved crime. So are we? is that going to sort of start appearing in either Star Trek or original stuff? Um, IDW original? Your yes. love of crime? Because, always. <laughs> okay. Always, My always, last question. Always. <laughs> so there's a possibility always, of... Always, always. I have my... I, I want to do a Starfleet Internal Affairs book really bad. Oh, wow. So okay. I have, I've also been put, pitching Star Trek Scooby-Doo. So, like, I'm trying, I'm trying, 
forget it. My love of crime will always, always prevail, and it will make Star Trek. Is there? Can you see a connection? Is it because of crime, which is about normal people making mistakes? Yeah. Pretty much. I mean, that, I mean, yeah. I don't know if that's what you. I sort of see it as that way of like. Uh, in desperate times or something that connecting with uh, a utopian yeah. you know universe like Star Trek where all you know the basic things have sort of been figured out but there's still more things is that that would work that it can work I think so I mean actually come to think of it um, Trill uh, which is an, a one shot about the Trill species the alien one shot by Jody Hauser and Monte, uh, Rafael Granados that comes out next month um, actually kind of is a bit of a like a, a murder mystery crime story so um you know for me crime has always been interesting because it's what is a crime to you might not be a crime to me it can be a very personal thing whether it's a personal betrayal whether it's literally breaking the law right and what is a crime in the united states it's not a crime in other countries right there's there's very varying degrees and so the federation might have their set of rules but as we all know the Rom- romulans have theirs um and you know there's a lot of space in between to explore that um and all the various different cultures and things so i think i think there's definitely a lot of now the way you put it yes <laughs> well heather thank you very much yeah um and i'll have to catch up some other time yes. about more star trek once star trek comes out yes. and then define i'm looking forward to that was a surprise awesome. so very thank you very much thank you so much okay.